TV. I'm Chef Joe Seminar. We have an incredible show for you here today. I'm doing a couple of things, working with some great products and introducing some new products you might have not worked with before. So, as usual before the show, we'd like to go into what products are which, talk about what they are, what they do, and how they might help you in your kitchen. Now, we're, today we're going to be working with Spice World and Minced Garlic. Uh, incredible flavors, saves you the time of chopping garlic. Uh, it's already in there, fresh, ready to go really potent, pungent flavor. Next, we're gonna be working with uh, La Morena today. We're gonna to be using their homemade style red Mexican sauce. Now, you know, I talk from time to time that there are very few companies out there that you can actually open up a can and it be really good, authentic food. Uh, La Morena is definitely one of them, and this is gonna go great with our cassoulet. Today, we're working with Kerrygold Butter. Another interesting product when you talk about just opening up and it be ready to go, we're looking with Del Real Foods. Now, Del Real Foods has got a whole line of products, some of them that we'll be using in other shows now in the future. This is their barbacoa, and it's a beef pot roast, and it's already seasoned, made, marinated, and ready to go. And this is going to be a basis uh, for what we're doing today with, with our cassoulet and our braised short ribs. Now, we also uh, are working with weighing meat today. Today we're going to be working with some braised short ribs, some beautiful braised short ribs here from Master Purveyors. And we're using that kind of uh, beef, but now we're also weighing it because I want this beef to be under a pound. We got a Detecto uh, scale here, which is really good. This is their Mariner product, and, it's, and it's, you can submerge it in water. It's really balanced well. It's high quality, and it should be a staple in your kitchen. You know, because so many things need to be weighed, especially when you get to the baking end of things. You're, you know, you're weighing ingredients, you're weighing products, um, just everything in general. There's nothing better than a digital scale. Detecto has definitely got you covered. One of my best and favorite uh, scales to use, and what's really good is, like I said, when you get it wet, you want to want to make sure that no water goes in the plug. They have this waterproof plug here. I mean, they really have gotten everything figured out here, and. You just kind of put it in there and wash it, get it dirty, scrub it. And you want to make sure that you can clean your scale so that there's no cross-contamination. Now, another product that I'd like to talk to you about today is this Crown Poly. Now, Crown Poly makes all different kinds of kitchen bags, uh, everyday bags, etc., especially with their hippo sack. And I would like to introduce you to the product of the future when it comes to garbage bags or bags for food and storage in general. This company is incredible. It's got you covered. No harmful chemicals or bacteria will bleed in anything that you put in as far as food and storage for later use, um, as well as some of the things and, and really incredible gadgets that they got is this hanging wall dispenser, which I have here, uh, which is, comes really handy. Just grab one of these bags, and you can put anything in there. Now, I, I not only just store my food by itself, but I'll take something like this bowl, get it nice and airtight, tie it, 
And there you go. I don't have to worry about saran wrap. It's that easy. And then when I, when I need to just get into it, I can either untie it or just rip it and tear off another one. They're very durable as well. So I've done this with the Axel roast pork, as you can see, because I used some of this pork yesterday. And I just put it in a bowl and I said, you know, I just want to fast, pull the bowl out, getting ready to go. You have your crown poly bag in there. But it doesn't stop at just food bags or uh, food-related bags in itself. We're talking about tall kitchen bags. What's different about this product here is that you'll notice the, the, the grip. You know, most of these kinds of bags have these sort of really tough, plastic, thin, uh, grab-and-go kind of things that, that make marks on your hands, especially if this bag is really heavy. You carry it from your kitchen all the way to your driveway or wherever you're throwing the garbage out. And you all of a sudden, you got this like painstaking mark on your hand, you know, from the garbage bag. This is really easy to carry as well. I mean, they really have thought about everything from the moment you put your food in there to you carry it out, especially the durability of the product as well. You know, I mean, you can't forget that. Then finally, what we're going to talk about today is a company called Angle 33. And they make these wine coolers, as you've probably seen here and you're looking at it and saying, what is this thing? Well, this is the new way to cool wine and chill it. So that you can actually leave it on the table and it can stay chilled. You, you can grab a glass anytime you want and not have to worry about going back to the refrigerator or heaven forbid you can put any ice in it. This product has got these handy dandy, any wine fits in it, nice and cold. Chill anything in there, champagne, white wine, anything you want. Now, it also comes in many different colors here. I'm just using this color because it kind of matches my kitchen. But you can pick any different color you want here and store these bottles uh, in any type of cool uh, atmosphere that you want. They absorb the cold so really well. It must be some kind of patent formula in there, I'm not sure. But it's just perfect for bringing a bottle of uh, wine to the table, putting it on the table, and then sipping it with your friends. Definitely try them out. Angle 33, they got you covered with all kinds of cooling your wine and everything else. So let's get started on what we're going to do today. Now, we have some braised short ribs um, that we're going to be doing, but we're not going to braise them for the typical, you know, three hours or four hours that I like to do. And we're just going to season them quickly, saute them to mid-rib, take them off, and make a, a quick cassoulet. And the cassoulet is like a bean dish. It's flavored with pork and all this other stuff. So we're going to go slow, try not to lose anyone. And at the same time, we're really going to get started on some great flavor. Now, we have these short ribs, and what we're going to do is turn on our scale. For this particular recipe and what I want, we want, we want the beef to be under a pound. So anything under, under the number one, we're good. So let's take two of these pieces. We're under a pound with this one. And we're under a pound with this one. And we're just going to use two pieces for today. We'll put the other two in the refrigerator. Um, you know, when you're using this scale, and if you want a piece of paper or parchment paper, there's a company called It's a Wrap, which can actually print your logo or your company's logo on it whatsoever. Uh, anything you want, or just plain white. Uh, and it's perfect because for some reason, whatever they're using with the paper, nothing sticks to it, which is, which is why I like to use it. So check them out. And then when you're done, you can just crumble it up. You don't have to worry about... Uh, washing the scale so much, just your hands. Now, we're only going to be using two, as I mentioned, so we're going to actually put two more pieces of beef away. What better bag to use than our everyday bag from Crown Poly? So we're going to take our beef. Now, what I did was I used the soiled hand 
and, and the dry wet hair. What I'm going to do is just wash up my hands here, sanitize them real quick. Because what I'm now going to do is close the bag, and I don't want to touch and cross-contaminate anything here. So what I'm going to do is take the bag. I'm going to let all the air out of this that I can. And I'm going to put this incredible everyday crown poly bag with my brace shorts either in the freezer or the refrigerator. And you're going to see that you're going to get more days out of this product than you would if you didn't have the bag. So let's put that in my refrigerator down there. Now, let's talk about seasoning the beef that we have here. We have two braised short ribs. This is prime meat. And we have some spices. What we're going to do is just put a bunch of spices here. Over here I have black pe cracked pepper, white melange peppercorns, actually, some sea salt, kosher salt, some Himalayan salt. I like to get into a lot of salts these days, different kinds of salts. And we have a little bit of orange rind that I've dehydrated myself because I think um, Fatty pieces of beef go well with a citrus cut, and that's exactly what we're going to be using here. Now, what I'm going to do is, because I have a hot pan, and that's exactly what you want is a hot pan to sear it, you want to add the oil first. And if you notice, I add the fat side down, and it doesn't stick. Now you can worry, ooh, right away, you get that smell in there, or that pepper, ooh, really nice stuff. So, with that, what I'm going to do is now add the butter. This way I don't have to worry about everything burning or what have you. Everything's kind of really in a good shape here. Now, what we're going to do is a couple of things. We have our pot here that's also hot. We're going to do is add a little bit of olive oil, not much. Now I'm going to add this pork that we have. We have whole pork, right? It's not sliced. You get the, the whole rind from the butcher. And what I'm going to do is render out some of that flavor. There's nothing better with cassoulet than bacon. And it's really going to come together. Now, at the same time, I'm going to add my celery because celery takes a while to break down, and we don't want hard celery in our cassoulet. So right from the beginning, we're going to throw um, our celery into there, and we're going to add some butter as well. This is sort of like a French Latin theme, so this is why I like to, to use the fat to help balance the flavor out nicely. Now... We're going to start to add our garlic. I like a lot of garlic, so we'll be kind here. Let that cook, and already you start to smell all the flavors coming together nicely. And we're going to just going to continue to let this cook. If you need to raise the fire a little bit just to kind of give it a head start, that's fine. Now, when you're searing beef and you're looking for a nice charred crust on it, the butter will always help sear this beef and make it nice and, and charred and crispy on one side. So you could always do half butter and half oil and not have to worry about the butter burning at any, at any reason or any rate. Now here's our pot roast from La Morena. Really good stuff. We're going to put a little bit of this at the cassoulet in just a second. And then we're going to assemble our plate. Now, as I mentioned, we like to have a mid-rare on this beef, so we're going to turn it over. Wow, look at that. That's beautiful. 
And unless you plan on like braising your short ribs for hours so that they fall off the bone, they're beautiful. This is off the bone, by the way. But what you have to do is use a prime cut of beef and just sear it on one side and then you'll be good. This is looking good. See how the butter gives it a nice coat, a nice flavor? We've got another minute and then we can throw the actual beans in there. We're going to raise this up as high as we can go. And we're going to take a little bit of this uh, cold wine, this Chardonnay. Wow, that really is cold. This really works really nice, angle 33. We're going to deglaze with a little bit of wine in here. See how that brings it up? Brings up all the natural flavors from the pan left by the pork residue in the pan when you deglaze product. See? Now it all comes up. Beautiful. Let that cook down. Now we're going to add a little bit of this pot roast. What I'm trying to do is just mash it so it's as stringy as possible. I don't want any cubes or any lumps. So I'm just breaking apart some of the beef here. I'm going to put a little bit of an amount right in here. It's so difficult to find products that you can just kind of open up out of the container and they're good. You know, this is just one of them. So I definitely like to share with people when I find something that's really good, not loaded with a ton of chemicals in it. This aside. This beef is looking real good. Next, we're going to add our beans in here. We don't need all of them. Probably half of this will do good. And this is on a high heat. We've got another couple of minutes, and then we're pretty much good to go. You could smell the aroma already of everything coming together. Uh, really, the flavors of the beef and the pork, when they cook down, they're going to bleed right into those beans, right into that celery, and take it to a whole nother level. Let's wash our tongs here, no cross-contamination. And we're going to get a plate ready for a plate up. Wow, this beef looks incredible. And we talked about it mid-rare. We're definitely at the rare stage here, so we've got just a couple of minutes to go. But, I mean, you could smell. I mean, look, I just turned that over. Look at that. You, you get an incredible sear on there. Really nice. Look at that. And if you stick with the crack black peppercorns, like the Malaysia peppercorns and stuff, they have to really take this and give it flavor to the next level. You're going to be at a huge advantage. Now you start to see this meat kind of marry in with everything, right? I mean, when I'm eating beef, I'm eating beef. I'm eating pork. I'm eating everything. I mix it together. I love the flavors. It's not often that I eat meat. I, I try to just eat meat maybe once a week and stay mostly on a plant-based diet. But let's face it, I got that taste for meat, and I love it. Turn that over as well. We got about another minute. Really looks good. All right, what we're going to do is take this beef. We're just going to lay it on this towel for a moment. And I want a little bit of pan gravy. 
So what I'm going to do is just take this excess oil that I'm not looking for, get everything else that might be charred and crisp that might give us a bitter flavor. I'm going to deglaze with a little bit of this wine. And I'm just going to let that cook down. And then I'm going to add some nice butter to this. I'm going to let that cook down for just a moment while I do my thing on this side. So our cassoulet is just about done. As you can see, we got some incredible flavors here. We're going to give that just a second longer. Wipe our plate down. Okay. If we look here, one thing to determine whether or not this is going to be ready to go is when the beans start to open up and kind of break. That's a good indication that uh, the beans have... Let me just pick one up so I can show you. If you look real close, you'll see that the bean is split open. And it's a good indication that the beans have basically said, I've had it. You leave me in here anymore and I'm just going to thicken your sauce. We're not going to have that flavor, that robust flavor. If you hear a little crack, a little pop, that's saying that the bacon is ready to go. So a lot of times food will talk to you with other senses other than just eating it. So now all the wine is cooked down. We got that sweet flavor. Everything's glazed. Now we're going to start to plate it up. This is beautiful. This is looking good. We got about another second. So right out of the can, what I'm going to do is take some of this La Morena sauce and spread this up. You talk about flavors that are just incredible. And you have a little taste of Mexico right in here. We're going to take our combination of beef, our cassoulet, our pork, all this good stuff that we came together with. Right? And each one of these are going to lend itself to another incredible flavor. We have our sauce cooking down. All right, now we're going to take our beef. Wow, nice. All right, now we're going to cut our beef. Beautiful. Nice mid-rare on this. That's how I like my steak. But you know what? You can only do this with like a, a really prime cut of beef. Otherwise, you'd have to braise this thing till no end because it would be a little bit of tough. But when you got a prime piece of steak, what you're looking at uh, is really nice fat marbling in the beef that when you cook it, it takes it to a, a whole, whole nother level. Okay, so now we got our beef, right? We got it in our pan, it looks good the way it is, but we're still missing that sauce, that pan gravy. Now if you come over here, you see these thick bubbles? Look what we got over here. A couple of second pan gravy, that's what I'm saying, it didn't break because we're at the point where we're still tossing it. I'm going to season it with the same seasoning of the beef that I used. And what I'm going to do is take this and put it right around the side here. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. 
Now, for plate presentation, you don't want to put it over the beef because then you'll be in a situation where um, you're going to change that mid-rare to maybe a medium because the sauce is so hot it might cook it even some more. But if you take a look at this dish, you're going to see that all the flavors marry itself really well. The combination of La Morena and their red Mexican sauce, just everything from the garlic to the wine and coming down with the butter, it's going to create a nice flavorful dish here. We've got a cassoulet that matches perfect. Uh, and this is taking beef short ribs to a whole nother level. So then you have a, a, an excellent pan gravy. One of the things that people, uh, one of the mistakes people make is not taking this out. This was great for searing your beef, but it's not going to contribute to any flavor, and chances are most of the time it'll break if you try to add any additional fat to it. So, I don't know, I guess you could say it's a beurre blanc, right? So, uh, what you've done is you've, you've, you've taken a little bit of white wine, uh, you deglazed the bottom of it. Could you have done it with red? Absolutely. I would have been uh, done a much different steak with that, uh, and red wine goes perfectly with steak. I mean, Barola wine would be perfect to, to lift the flavors up here and put it all over. Um, but, you, but in this case, the white wine really goes good. It balances out the acidicness from everything else that's on the plate, especially the La Morena product. Um, so just to sum up uh, what we did today, we got a braised short rib with a cassoulet dish. Uh, anytime you're using meats and vegetables and you want to save them for later, don't forget about our Crown Poly Everyday Bag. And we got some gadgets here that I really think should be a staple in your kitchen. If you take a look around, we used them perfectly uh, and incorporated them with today's recipe. Thank you so much for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joe Simonero. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this.